With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We're talking about Twitter. Triple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. I, I promise you he was a casual spectator. It's good to see the big boy. It's my quarterback. We mock ourselves. We're back. It's what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation exclusively on the Behind the Steel Curtain podcast network. I am your host, Kyle Kreis. With me, as always, is Greg Benevin. Hello! And, you know, we're. Uh, I, I think this will be a special show in that this will be the most we ever talk about seventh-round picks <laughs> in the history, maybe of all, I'll go on a limb and say maybe in the history of all Steelers podcasting. Well, I, I, I can't say that in terms of all Steelers podcasting because having just some vague idea of how much all Steelers podcasting is in there, what I will say is that this will be an, an unhealthy amount of discussing a seventh-round pick in this podcast today. And that is all coming up in the second half. That's right. You're going to have to be braced for seventh heaven stairway to stairway to a different stairway to seven. Yeah, a different stairway, I think, is a good way to describe it. But before uh, that, we you know, we've got lots of toxic takes and uh, and misinformed tweets to get to, uh, starting with, of course, the good old. QB one position, and it looks like the the, the mystery might be back. Mm-hmm. Ah, is the mystery? <laughs> but is the mystery song back? Here, QB twenty two, where are you? We've got some work to do now. QB twenty two, who are you? We need some help from you now. You know we've got a mystery to solve. Which QB do we want gold and black? But don't get sad. If QBs do what they should do, then they can earn themselves a yellow jacket. 
All right. It's not really a mystery. Now it might be coming a movement uh, mm. because it's not like, you know, where are you, QB? It's just there's so many in the room. Now the armies are dividing. Uh, who will be QB1 September 11th is just a few days away, <laughs> depending on when you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Let's get to the tweets. At DVE Mike, Mike Perzuda kind of had a, I thought this was a fair assessment of, mm-hmm. of the of the Jacksonville game. Tell me if I'm No, I agree with you. The idea going in was whether to assess whether Pickett was QB2 capable. Response should be to find out whether he's worthy of QB1 consideration. Trubisky isn't losing it to Pickett. Sorry, Trubisky isn't losing it, but Pickett may be taking it. Start him versus Detroit. Find out for sure. So it's not that Mitch has done anything wrong. It's just right. that you there's a there's a there's a new Jedi that can't be un un unstopped. Unjedied. Um yeah. yeah, no, I I think I, I like to think in terms of personal validation that this is a much better way of saying what I had thought of a few weeks ago, namely the idea that this entire preseason wasn't about is Mitch going to be the starter? It's just how long is Mitch's leash? And from what we're uh, pursuit is saying here is that that leash might be be essentially non-existent i mean nothing could be uh, uh like you know your pinky at uh one false move or yeah. you know it's like one one uh one strike and you're out that, yeah that, I mean, that'll... it just hit me it's 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 almost as much as he tried not to do it it seems like exactly what happened with cower and jim miller against the jaguars that one half and then well that was it uh forever so it's you're not looking for uh, you're not looking. You're, not, you're basically looking for a reason to take Mitch out. You're almost like, oh, there's an interception. Thank, okay, thank God, Kenny. You're. you're I mean, in I, now. I think that's where this could get to because you know, of of. I mean, like anyone else, I'm excited by Pickett, and you know, he's, he's certainly the future. But I think I I do tend to agree with the uh, the take, and I don't know if we've mentioned it here. Is about the one is like you can replace Mitch with Kenny. You can't replace Kenny with Mitch. Oh, okay, because that'll uh, you know that will destroy the uh, the uh, the energy or something that well, will I mean, destroy that, that, the confidence. That, just, uh, 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 that doesn't seem like the best way of doing business. That seems like uh, 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 oh, I, I mean it's it's well, obviously you want to win every year. That seems like sacrificing uh, uh, that that all a lot of the future for this year. I don't know. I mean it's uh, I mean I, I guess you could say it happened with Terry Bradshaw back in the day, but it's not like you know despite people clamoring for it, they ever replaced Ben with uh, Leftwich back during uh, you know. Even when Ben would struggle a bit. Well, the chorus is getting louder. Uh-oh. At Prisco CBS, Pete Prisco, Steelers should just start Kenny Pickett. Get on with it. Play the kid, the, the 24-year-old kid. Um, <laughs> it's not just the media. At Real Clark 25, Ryan Clark. Kenny Pickett might win this dang job. Mm-hmm. At Ike Swaggin' You, Ike Taylor, about to be hard not to start Kenny Pickett. I mean, when 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 the alumni are starting to weigh in, is that uh, you know it, that's more than just a fan opinion, right? I mean, it, to an extent, yeah. I mean, it's it's it, they're certainly uh, uh, more tuned into it than me, not not uh, as much as like someone that's actually uh, with the team. But yeah, it, it certainly means more than a lot of other people. But man, I I just I don't know. I'm fine with starting Mitch for these few games. Perhaps I'm living in my fears as I do, but uh, yeah. 
Well, I don't know. Once the I, I you know, I, if the alumni are starting to come around, and these aren't, and it's not Ben. It's not the endorsement of Ben. This is the defenders saying, "Woo, he's doing stuff." You know, why? What? Why would the defenders have uh, any reason to hype him up? You know. Well, I mean, the, the defenders are on TV too. But no, you're right. I, I, I certainly believe, and the defenders probably live in their fears less than I do as a fear living person. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 and it could be starting pickets the right move. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never lived through something like this. I. I have no idea it's just uh I, I i like the idea of mitch starting but um the defenders could be right uh you know it looks like we're forgetting about another option <whistles> at chilling with deke deke Steelers have two options for week one either bring back big ben or start kenny pickett <laughs> mitch isn't even in the equation <laughs> uh, mitch has looked better than that it's not like mitch went out and threw like three picks or something like that the guy i mean he didn't look great but he didn't look uh, uh, uh bad bad at a kink and hobwala <laughs> aditi kink and wabla Unless Kenny Pickett totally, completely lights it up, I'd expect Mike Tomlin to start Mitch Trubisky. Well, uh, after 19 for 22, 3D, three touchdown performance, it's sure starting to read like lighting it up. Would you say that Kenny lit it up? Last I mean, week? That, that, that feels like a good definition of lighting it up. It, uh, but since, you know, lighting it up is uh, not something that has uh, any clear definition whatsoever, I think anyone, I think Tomlin perhaps has a different definition of lighting it up perhaps than she does. Yeah, I've never heard Tomlin say a player, a player lit it up. In, 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 yeah. It, it, it is as a compliment. It, right. It also, right. And that might also have some negative contexts too as well but it uh but yeah <laughs> oh you don't want to be the guy who lit it <laughs> well, up I mean, maybe. i'm just saying that just seems like going you, if you way. light up the if you light up the tape uh, <laughs> the team tape the next day like uh, kendra green i guess we'll get to we'll, we'll be get there to in a second yeah how about well let's get to the let's get to the analytics at nfl research nfl research highest passer ratings among rookie qbs in a single preseason since 2015 Kenny Pickett, number one, 138.6, followed by uh, Dak Dreskot in 2016, the great Zach Wilson in 2021, and future Hall of Famer Daniel Jones in 2019. Danny Dimes himself. um, I'm not sure why they went all back to 2015. That seems like a very arbitrary (laughs) cutoff point. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have seen it for guys like Mahomes, and and Allen even and I know his first year he started was pretty rocky, which is why that would be an intriguing one. But yeah, it's because you read this list and your face like falls off as you you're like, wow, Dak Prescott, Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones. It almost kind of is like the preseason doesn't mean anything when it comes to success. In it the regular very well season. could be, or it's. I mean, I was always a bit of the opinion like I never understood QB rating in the first place. Like, how does a guy have a good QB rating? He throws for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns and not that many interceptions. Oh, it's almost like you could just look at those numbers instead. Yeah, it's one number to look at three numbers, right? Or right, and even like- that. But even then, those three numbers, you're like, oh, I understand what they are. They're not one fifty three point seven. Yeah, right. It's like well. Well, he had 300 yards, three <laughs> touchdowns, and one interception. Okay, well, it's 124.9. Right, like it's right, exactly the best QB rating. Sounds like a radio station you can't quite get. That's calculus. You got to go. That's why you got to go to. Uh, you got to go to football school. I think for that, right? You got to go to foot linebacker. You Penn State. Um, let's keep the tweets coming. How about? 
if you had to get oh, no let's go let's go back to uh at aaron wilson nfl from okay. aaron wilson uh you know he's from pro football network and this was on the the so-called fan 937 mm. okay my understanding is that kenny pickett has a chance to overtake trubisky and if it doesn't happen right now it happens later especially if the record isn't going well mm. i don't know that kind of <laughs> sounds like a uh little master master of the obvious what is that <laughs> Uh, if it doesn't happen now, it may happen later. Well, that is a full report. Do you think that the final preseason game has any – will this determine – Tomlin hasn't named a QB1 uh, in theory. D- does Kenny have a chance in this game to, to quote-unquote light it up? Well, I mean, if – I don't know exactly if Kenny has a chance. I do think – Tomlin, to this point, wants us to think Kenny has a chance. I think he wants everyone to think that has a chance. The part I come back to that, that that's kind of hit me in the last 60 seconds here is that I understand the Lions are an improved team and they maybe got more players than they did last year and certainly they played the Steelers tough. But man, oh man, I'm not sure we want to determine exactly who's going to start and who isn't based on one half of one preseason game against the Lions. You're exactly right. Oh, I've coach endorses. Oh, I think. good, good. That's uh, there's more to it than that. How about how about a little uh, Twitter poll here mm-hmm. from at Alicia Dawn? Alicia Dawn, mm-hmm. if you had to guess, when is Kenny QB one? Week one, twenty three point five percent. By week, forty five point nine percent. Next year, thirty point six percent. So the uh, you know the, the uh, so almost fifty percent says by week. So they're saying this year. I mean it's. It be. I mean, I also think bye week is like the safe answer for this ant for this thing. That's the one you could be like, well, yeah, he'll be there by uh, the bye week. But I mean, I, I think as he gets better, it's. I certainly didn't think Kenny was going to play this year. I've seen him; he's been so good. I kind of tend to think we may see him this year. I mean, it's especially if Mitch stumbles, which you know, the first part of that season does look tough. So yeah, I'm I'm starting to come around to the idea that you could see Kenny this season. I uh, I really am. I didn't know I was going to make it all the way here but the train has come in where okay so what station is it is the train pulling into a two and two station do we look at kenny does it have to be worse than than that uh i think hmm, boy that's a good question i hadn't thought of it that far which i think is part of the reason everyone's like uh it'll be the bye week yeah it, um is, yeah, if you don't know by the bye week yeah, by then, yeah. i mean it's yeah especially if you forget when the bye week is and you're like yeah by then they'll be in a tough way it um i do think that uh if it if they lose those first two games particularly the second one to the pats people are going to be freaking out and calling for kenny right then to go into like cleveland on uh, uh thursday night i don't think you're going to see him for the first three games even if they go oh and three they go on three maybe i mean Ooh. i could see that at, uh, yeah i mean like to baptism by fire to have kenny in there against cleveland right, right. especially because especially what we know now about being football fans about how little they do or can do any team between sunday and thursday for a game they're like uh here's a game plan good luck memorizing it see you on the plane in an hour if anything you know if mitch for some reason wasn't the qb1 uh wouldn't you you know you would feel the the heroes call mace would return to, to for, for victory against cleveland i mean that seems to be the storybook oh but. well that would be i mean th- th- then at that point mace goes all the way from like a guy you boo when he gets hit from behind to like folk hero mason rudolph uh you know the the story has to have an ending and that would be a, a, an awesome <laughs> ending i think here let, how about some final takes on this qb1 uh as we sit here in august mm-hmm. at 
Gage Ryan video, Gage Ryan, the Steelers will go farther with a rookie Kenny Pickett than they will with Mitch Trubisky. Okay, that's the fan take. How about at Trey Day 79, Trey Essex, we will make the playoffs with Trubisky. We will win Super Bowls with Pickett. Is 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 that I'm not what's the tone there? Is that saying that uh stick with Trubisky this year and wait for Kenny in the future or is he saying that Trubisky is the lower ceiling right now? Uh I honestly I think it's I I, I mean I don't want to read into what Mr. Essex says. I, I I tend to believe it sort of could be both. Okay. It, um, but also, I mean, there's there's a you know there's a reason that I believe last year we picked him. I forget how we worded it, but like most optimistic Steelers alumni on Twitter. Yeah. And, yeah. Um. I, I I take his overall. I do kind of agree with his overall point in terms of the future. Uh, uh, the idea of the Steelers winning a Super Bowl with Mitch Trubisky is difficult for me to envision from here in late August, having, you know, only seen the guy play uh, 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 two preseason games. But um, but yeah, it's it's entirely possible that Mitch is a pretty good QB and wins one of these first couple games. I mean, that that that, that we seem to be precluding that and uh, just as good as Kenny has looked. That's, that's a good point. You know, le- legends are going to be made week one in Cincinnati a a new (laughs) you know a new era you know it'll be you know Patton wasn't the general the first day of the war right okay so Mitch may be there day one but I don't know yeah maybe Patton was like the first round draft pick general I will not really up on my world war yeah I don't know exactly what I'm sure there was a literal uh, analogy there that I missed out on I never watched the movie after the big speech he gives at the beginning I'm like this is just a good performance that's right this is just a little bit older than us where that was that that image kind of seared pop culture but mm-hmm. I never watched that movie either. Yeah. Just All right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, generals without an army, let's talk about the <laughs> O-line. Uh, O-line seems to be... Well, let's go to the tweets. At David M. Todd. David Todd. Wow. The O-line is a real embarrassment. Uh, we got a lot of this last year. Is it just semantics? Or should we really be embarrassed by the performance of this uh, offensive line? Oh, you should be embarrassed. Everywhere you should go, you should like hunch over a little bit. You should not make eye contact with the people you come into contact with. Yeah, simply be embarrassed over the Steelers' offensive line. Right. Do I, do I take my jersey off in public and it's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed for this O-line. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I just, it, you know, it, it's hyper. I don't, I'm not into the hyperbole of embarrassment mm-hmm. of the, over these athletes who, uh, you know, we've seen Kendrick Green squat cars like he's Lou Ferrigno, you know? <laughs> so I'm not so, you know, I, you know, and they're going up against other Lou Ferrignos. It's, yes. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's one of those it's clone a, on it's clone a battles. It's on me. Yeah. It's, everyone's hulking out out there mm-hmm. in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to. At Farabaugh, FB, Nick Farabaugh. The Steelers' O-line is the storyline of this game, folks. It was ugly all night for them, and they played longer than was probably planned, too. What... Is this the storyline? I can see this for the haters being the storyline, but we've got Kenny Pickett out there. We've got George Pickens. But, you know, are we going to focus on this O-line? Well, the thing about the O-line is is that, like, you can actually focus on it even if you're not a hater, too, because that if you really, really love Kenny, you can use that to bolster how great he was and the fact he made all those throws, particularly the one he throws to uh, Friermouth, where, like, you know, the last three first-round picks of the Jaguars or whatever are right in his face. 
Yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you want to prove that you have poise, mm-hmm. you know that it was poise and grit. Well, hey, you're getting a you're getting a little bowl of both there. Well, that's, uh, and that's also how you prove poise is that someone else on your team does not have it, and you're about to get hit. <laughs> yeah, someone big and strong is coming after your small hands. Uh, how about where the where the tweet sound go? Come back at Jordan York Music Jordan York if I were Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin I'd be spending my Sunday calling every offensive lineman in America to fix this ASAP is there someone out there who can fix this uh, you know I don't think that uh, my I was thinking maybe it was Zach Banner I don't know who, <laughs> who who would be able to come in at this point oh the only thing I keep seeing on social media is apparently there's some guy that the Patriots drafted in the first round that is apparently playing with like half a leg or something and they were I'm like okay. could they trade for okay. him or something like that and I was like wow in his headshots this guy sure looks big that was the extent <laughs> I got from it yeah I mean you know I, I'm sure that when all these teams have to reduce rosters to 53 in a, in a moment mm-hmm. maybe then there'll be some people to pick through but I can't imagine that we're you know we're going to find the next uh De Castro in in late August early September right it's also hard to believe that you'd find somebody any better than Kendrick Green because not only is this guy who got cut from somewhere probably not all that good now he has to learn all your stuff too yeah, I mean Kendrick Green's been on the books for you know right sixteen months now. So whatever you whatever else you could say about the guy, he's memorized the playbook. Um, well, let's go to well, let's talk about Kendrick Green. Okay, at Mark Cabali, Mark Cabali, in so-called insider, Kendrick Green knew he played so poorly that he kept laughing when asked about getting beat. Came across as kind of a defense mechanism, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not, I mean, I don't know. Was anyone asking the opinion first off? <laughs> but I thought that Kendrick Green was actually pretty nonchalant, pretty low key about it. Like, yeah, I had a, I had a bad game. It was no secret to any, you know, it's no secret to anybody. Mm-hmm. No, I watched that exact clip, and I, 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 I honestly, I, I got it. I do the same thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's something good or bad. I happen to smile or laugh through it. That is my defense mechanism. Yes, so I felt very connected to that. You know, and and apparently. Tomlin gave the O-line a good scolding and, and wasn't afraid to single out uh, Green. I mean, he probably would have said, hey, they're going to go, at, you know, in 30 seconds, they're going to go ask you out in the locker room about how bad you played. And so then <laughs> when the first question he gets is, hey, uh, about that bad, how bad you played? And then I'm sure I'd be laughing too. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. It's the same thing I was just prepped for. It, um, I mean, I... I, I it, how do I want to word this? Like, it's so much a, as a fan, particularly when something doesn't go well, there is this, like, feeling of validation when you're like, ah, the coach went in there and chewed them out. And there's always that feeling afterwards of like, well, what did that accomplish? Did they not know it went badly when the dude ran past them? Like, I mean, it's I, I could understand being scolded if they were in high school, if they were in college, where presumably there's all these distractions upon their time and it's easy to question their focus. But when you're a professional, you've been staying there for this long, you know, you played bad you're trying to fix it it's not like you were distracted by girls and homework like if you've been watching hard knocks with you know they yell at him and it's like yeah the dude already know yeah the dude already knows that he's uh He's about to lose his job. Right. I've never watched Hard Knocks, and I, I, I and I take a not insignificant amount of pride in that. But still, it, it, it. But that, but that same thing. It's like, okay, it's, it's. Oh, I got to focus on this. This is a job where we made hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think I've been focusing before. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about? 
at Tommy Jaggy. Tommy Jaggy. In 2020, Chikuma Okafor was probably the weakest link on the defensive offensive line. Now he could be the best they have in 2022. Uh, I mean, the, that 2020 is a long was a long time ago. Thankfully, yes. Um, this offensive line, you know, I keep saying may not be. And 2020 was was a bad offensive line unit as far right. as statistically. Mm-hmm. And 2021, at the end. yeah, and 2021 didn't get any better. And and should we expect anything different in 2022? Actually, you should expect something because they did spend money. I mean, that's there's this whole thing about like, oh, they should go out and find guys. No, they went out and found guys. These guys should be better. That doesn't mean it won't take a minute. That doesn't mean there'll be a finished product in September, much less August. But yeah, they should be better. They in your just think about it in your own life. When you spend money to fix a problem, you expect the problem to be addressed. The same thing holds true in football free agency. <laughs> well, it's not a booster with a big enough blank check. I don't know some of these uh, contractors I have. The plumber comes. I don't have. I don't have the big enough checks. Um, how about? Well, how about our own at Fanta Skippy, Jeffrey Benedict from the cutting room floor? Remember that in 2021, it took until week five for the O-line to start playing better together. Uh, I don't remember. I have a hard time remembering the time. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, man, Jeff's memory is a lot better than mine. It was, was that was that the Packer game? No, it was after the Packer game. Yeah, I mean, it was October, was the, you know, so. Was that the Broncos? Who was? I don't even remember who that was at this point. Should we, I mean, should, you know, should we have a, you know, we, we, we know how to unleash Helen december should we be ready to you know winter is coming in september well i don't know maybe we should be able to like leash hell to like be able to like you know uh mold hell in uh october like cohesively be held together at um yeah hell with the lid off right or, or so lid on lid, in terms yeah. of being connecting something yeah all right one last thing because of course we're always going long one last thing on the o-line mm-hmm. we'll go back to at tommy jaggy tommy jaggy Mike Tomlin reaming out the offensive line is kind of funny in a sense. The Steelers haven't spent more than a third round pick on the O line in ten years. They really should be blaming themselves. Is there is you know do they only have themselves to blame for this O line situation that we're in? Uh, I mean they've been struck by a lot of bad. I mean twenty twenty was a long time ago in terms of like our lives. It was not a long time ago in terms of like building an offensive line. I mean they were struck by a wild run of bad luck. I mean that the cast foot thing is just crazy it um yeah they didn't spend the third round pick at 10 years because they spent a lot of picks before that to put together the line they had and it uh it all did disappear on them sure i mean they neglected it but i mean but it's not like they didn't they neglected it just for uh, uh window dressing and nice cars like they neglected they they neglected it for things they needed is it neglect or is did they find success in projects like of Alejandro Venezuela, of uh, Kevin Kelvin Beecham, another late round pick. Yeah, is it more developing people uh, than investing the capital in those early rounds? Oh yeah, I mean, and it's 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 and and that's kind of the problem is that now they haven't been as good about developing those people anymore either. That that's sort of like it's like both pillars kind of gave out at the same time in terms of you know not drafting the guys and being able to develop the guys that came in later. Well, th- I, this is the this is the season that proves that if if Dan Moore is is a hit then mm. it's a huge success uh, and obviously at this point Kendra Green uh tends to not be a, a success so right. 
you know, I mean, if Dan Moore pans out, then maybe the, it's a different narrative. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and again, it's, it's things may be better than they are right now is certainly the key to this. And it's and it is easy to forget as much as he struggled with, you know, the first overall pick against the Jaguars is that last year, Dan Moore looked pretty good against the first overall pick of the Browns and Miles Garrett in a couple games. Unless, and so. unless you're PFF. In that case, <laughs> then uh, then he looked he looked poor. I think he didn't have a zero on one of those games. Uh, he might have had a negative grade. I don't know. He actually went back in time. All right. Well, coming up in the second half, we promised seventh round pick talks. <laughs> talking, talking about seventh round picks. Uh, plus, the you know, two forty club. Plus, there's a mystery. Ben is back, but at practice, and the mystery of the secret press hater. Oh yeah. I want to solve this. I need your help. We'll see you in the second half. Stay tuned for our behind the steel curtain sponsors. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Raise your brain, you got it. Raise your brain, you want it. You got confidence, secure. Feeling confident? Raise your brand. Got 150 million? Raise your brand. Need AI solutions to carbon-based insurance problems? Raise your brand and reach for Acrisure. Confidence, confidence, try and secure. Raise your brand, raise your brand, Acrisure. Raise your brand, raise your brand, Acrisure. Welcome back to the second half of What Jin's Talking About, brought to you by our partners at Acrisure AI Solutions for human, ba- I mean carbon-based insurance problems. Use the code YINS this week for to save 10% on all of your $150 million projects. All right, before we start talking seventh round picks, just one quick point on the defense. Devin... <clears throat> Devin Bush was the topic last week. Um, just, just one note here on uh, on okay. this on this week because he was kind of kind of under the radar uh, mm-hmm. this week. Uh, but I, I want to give this point to at Mansa Musa the seventh. I'm just plain simple, Tez. I've seen Devin Bush make a tackle more than I've seen Spillane cover someone. Mm. The thing is, we have six guys up front tackling. How many can cover? So you know, we want to hate. On Devin Bush's heart, you know, getting in there and uh, filling the gap and uh, creating havoc in the run game. Yeah. But ultimately, this is a passing league, and we know what we have with big play Spillane. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, Which is it, a big play for them. Yeah. As poor as, as some might think Devin Bush is, is he still the best option at inside linebacker? Yeah. Just because you're not going to find anyone that faster with that kind of the, even like that potential to cover anybody uh out and about i mean it's it's you know the devin bush pick kind of feeds into what we said earlier about why you might have neglected some of that offensive line because you spent all that to get him. but it you know it's yeah you're sort of uh, uh, uh gotta 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 throw the good money after bad just a bit longer at least 
All right. Okay. So the uh, the verdict is still out. We'll say uh, you know on Devin. We're going to need him. Seven- yeah, but the jury is casting bail for glares. <laughs> the public uh, the public court is in or whatever the, the court of public opinion. <laughs> Okay, now there's a new hype train. Surprisingly, the George Pickens hype train uh, must have you know ran into the wall or something. Uh, nowhere, <laughs> nowhere to be heard. It's like Wiley e. Coyote. No, all of a sudden, sight unseen. But the new train is a blowing, and it is the Mark Robinson. Woo. Everyone, get on board, including at Baldy NFL Brian Baldinger. Mm-hmm. Steelers have a famous saying, the standard is the standard, and Mark Robinson is a nuclear explosion waiting to burst on every play, but it's controlled violence. <laughs> I can see Mike T jumping out of his film chair when he sees these hits. You know, everyone's talking about that one big hit he had mm-hmm. at the end of the Jacksonville game. Yeah. Um, he also played pretty well against the run, but, you know, have we elevated him to roster lock? Yo, yes, absolutely. It's, okay, uh, okay. I, I, no, I mean, oh, I mean, we as the fans, yeah. Oh, I don't know if oh, that okay. means okay. he's absolutely made the team. I mean, it, I, 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 I wonder if. You know, as, as as we talk, it's funny we talk about this every year about the worst uh, uh, cliche of this time in the preseason, which is, oh, there's no way to sneak this guy onto the practice squad. But we may have like memed our way into making it difficult to keep Mark Robinson on the practice squad. Wow, you know, a meme uh, would could make the difference. Like, uh, like you know, hey, oh, hey we got to get that guy because we've all seen him on on the social media. Yeah, I mean, it, it's and and I, I did want to point out, I didn't get a chance to, but I. Uh, when Mr. Baldinger throws out, Steelers have a famous saying, the standard is the standard, and that has nothing to do with the rest of his tweet. I do like the <laughs> idea of just starting tweets with that as your prefix and then going into something completely unrelated. Uh, well, you know, he, uh, yeah, I guess he's the standard at inside linebacker. <laughs> Um, I suppose, yeah. It, uh, a controlled violence is a nice idea. I've seen some uncontrolled violence out there before, too, but sure. How about at Steve Benko? Steve Benko. Robinson is a seventh-round pick with first-round toughness. Uh, you know, well, what, what's more important? Do I want first-round toughness in, in seventh-round football IQ? I don't know. What what does that mean he doesn't have? Uh, you know, it hit me. I can't believe in all these years we haven't seen somebody try to qualify toughness and as like a th- rating thing in, in the draft. Like Because uh, we've seen them have poise, and we've certainly seen them have grit. But now they also can be rated on sheer toughness, too. If toughness was the only thing that mattered, this guy would have been number one overall. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's football skills involved. It turns right. There's turnouts. <laughs> Of athleticism and speed like it's not just you know how tough does this guy look and or make me the viewer feel which is part of this too but you know Tomlin did say in the pivot interview when they're looking at you know someone who can be a football player they do look for you know I don't I don't, I don't think he used the word toughness I think he used the word nastiness okay so I don't know is toughness a, a synonym for nastiness I almost wonder if I, I actually think nastiness might be a little bit different I mean this could be me but I think uh, I would define nastiness against toughness and already I feel ridiculous talking but I would define <laughs> nastiness against toughness in that in nastiness there's a pleasure in hitting the other person there's a kind of sadism to it i think that's kind of what he's talking about someone that enjoys hitting other people whereas toughness i can hit people nastiness is that was great we can't verify that that's true but it certainly sounds right (laughs) that sounds that sounds right i think um let's uh let's continue the comparisons Mm mm-hmm at Vandalay 8771, Art Vandalay reminds me of Vince Williams. 
Uh, certainly against the uh, certainly as a run stopper. I think. Oh yeah, and Vince enjoyed hitting people. I mean, he took some pleasure in that. Yes. At uh... how about at Snoopy Dog forty four U S Anthony S burst in explosiveness remind me of former Steelers inside linebacker Kendrell Bell. Uh, that that's that no i mean it, it's it's if you never saw kendrell had a, a crazy kind of explosiveness i will never forget i was leaving to miss i was going to go hang out with some friends i was going to miss a steelers preseason game i watched the opening kickoff and kendrell ran through like three people and tackled the guy and i was like you know what i'm going to be late i just want to see this guy hit somebody else this is you can't rem- if, if you never saw it those first kendrell preseason games were like like something out of a video game all right, so sorry, sorry, Snoopy. <laughs> That's a miss. How about uh, how about at Michael seven nine zero three seven six six five Yinzer reminds me of a young Lawrence Timmons. I mean, yeah, I mean, except for that whole thing you talked about with you know athleticism, where Timmons because they were because like Timmons would, would they, he would also play like like safety, like he would cover dudes. They were there was some talk of like he would play on the defensive line and play in the secondary. Like Timmons was a wild athletic character. Yeah, Tim, for if you don't remember Timmons, I thought was more like Shazier's type yeah. of game, you know. Uh, then uh, so uh, yeah, Timmons was even bigger than him though too. Timmons is like yeah. one of those like great Steelers like that you kind of forget. Just just because, you know, he wasn't like when he the team wasn't at the best when he was at his best, but like a real freak of nature kind of guy. All right. Well, how about let's get to the source himself. Let's go to at Vinny Vidi Vici 98 Vince Williams. Mark Robinson is better than I was as a rookie. I hope he keeps number 93. Mm. Uh you know, Vince, let, let's try to remember what Vince's trajectory was. He was a sixth rounder. His sixth round pick. And he made the, did he make the team as rookie I'm year? pretty sure he did. Through special teams was his I'm contribution. Sure. And it wasn't until, uh, when did he, I mean, he wasn't in, didn't start a reps until Shazier was, was our, on the team, right? He I was, mean, a, I, I want to say he was there a little bit before Shazier he yeah, started. Yeah. But yeah, but it's, but by then he still had a clearly defined role and it was, as I remember it, it was never like, ah, oh, Vince Williams is going to like run with this tight end on every play. Like even at his height, they weren't like this dude's going to do that. But it, but Vince, I mean, but playing the run and and blitzing the quarterback from the inside linebacker position, Vince was just great. I mean, it's hard for me to believe this, but again, since I'm still a person that just watches this and has thankfully never done this, I'm going to defer to Vince. Yeah, he. I, I mean, they asked Tomlin. Uh, if he would endorse Vince's mm. tweet, and Tomlin wouldn't, he did not, not only not endorse it, but he kind of implied that Vince Williams himself was insincere. That he, you know, <laughs> he didn't really think that's true. No one, he said, I think he said, no one likes Vince more than Vince. I, I, that could be. And again, it's it's and, and and Robinson won't truly be here until he gets banned from Twitter for threatening to kill one of the Bengals. So, but you know, we can say with some certainty that it appears Robinson has getting more snaps than Buddy Johnson. Certainly. So, you know, it, now it might come down to does Marcus Allen get healthy enough to get special teams? And one thing that no one can seem to answer uh, is, is Mark Robinson contributing on special teams? Because uh, I, I, I would, it seems like I would assume he is, but the fact that no one's definitively said that to me, and again, that's how you first saw Kendrell Bell when he like ran through 20 dudes and this like bizarre feat of like Hulkism, but yeah. So, you know, I guess we'll find it. We have a week to find out if he makes the 53. Don't be surprised if... 
he lands on the squad. I you right. know I don't th- I don't think uh, one meme is gonna want people to pick him off. I don't know exactly. I mean, but I I mean I I I, I realize we say this in a world where like you know people are on bated breath updating Twitter right now to see if the Steelers have a chance to re-sign Quincy Roche. <laughs> but yes, it uh, it's in, it's entirely possible. Also, too, we get you get the big uh, 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 pandemic practice squad now too. I think it has like what is it like sixteen to twenty guys on it or something. It, it, uh, yeah, it can include it's like a gang. Yeah, and it can include veterans of different ilk. There's there's all kinds of different uh, qualifications. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't. You know, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Let's move to another seventh round pick because because you know we had to make those roster cuts from was it eighty. 80- 85 to 80 this week? Yes. It's weird. It goes from 85 to 80, and it's like from 80 to 55 or whatever, like cut all the way down. Yeah, like, there's going to be a massive job fair, I mm-hmm. think, in Vegas in, in, a, in about a week. Uh, mm-hmm. XFL will be uh, hiring. Our- <laughs> At Jerry Dulac. Jerry Dulac. Seventh round picks usually don't get cut this early, which only emphasizes why the drafting of Chris Oladokun was considered a wasted pick at the time. Everyone is up in arms. Our seventh round quarterback was cut. Didn't get a snap in the preseason. Didn't get, you know, went to see a Kenny Chesney concert in the luxury box. That was basically his tenure as a Steeler. Right. We could have given that luxury box to someone else. <laughs> Someone else could have been in that box with Kenny. Dang it! Uh, let me let me just remind you know everyone who thought this was a wasted pick. Let's just remind you of some of the seventh round picks of the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Norwood, mm-hmm. who I guess the verdict is still out. Yeah, Pres- but he's going to make the team. Presley Harvin, yeah, probably uh, better. Carlos Davis, uh, Derwin Gray. He's bounced around a bit. He landed somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joshua Frazier. Uh, yeah. That. And, Rings no bells. Uh-huh. Uh Adams. Yeah, sure. I mean, I remember he was supposed to be good at rushing the pass. You never saw him again. Yeah, supposed to be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Demarcus Ayers. He was on the team for a bit. He caught some passes. I, I don't think he was ever active. Did he um, get I some passes? I might be confusing him with someone else, which proves how much I've thought about the seventh round picks. Uh, Tyler Matakavich. Uh, yes, he lived in my mom's neighborhood for a while. Special teams beast. All time Yin's name? Bills, yes. Gerard Holloman. That was the dude they drafted. Remember, he had like 20 interceptions and like three tackles, and they brought him in in college. Uh, if that's, I mean, that was the story. In college, he had like a dozen interceptions, but like 20 tackles, and he was apparently terrible. Oh, Bizarro like, Ike Taylor, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Uh, Rob Blanchflower. I mean, that, that that's a great tight name. End. Yeah, tight, end. tight end. Yeah. Nick Williams. He ended up somewhere in the he league pl- with he, someone else. Yeah. He played in the National Football League. <laughs> uh, Tony Clemens. Uh, didn't he end up with the Jags as a receiver? I thought he might even be a local guy too but i could be confusing him with one of like six other guys okay david paulson uh, ooh, another tight was... end okay. tight end from the past yeah uh terrence frederick mm. I, I thought that was from someone from downton abbey yeah I, I i i we're in the realm of you could be making up the name yeah and finally a contributor kelvin beecham kelvin beecham what a find i mean that's that dude had a great career so you got to go back 10 years to find a seventh round pick that you could argue was not a waste well, I mean, Norwood is absolutely going to make the team, and so is Harvin. But yeah, the rest of them is well. Matikavich is also a great special teamer and great with the Bills too. It's it was it was either him or uh, Derek Watt. But yeah, so that's so that's four of ten that had anything, and um, it's uh, actually probably better than a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And if we, I bet if we extend it even further, you know, we would get to the eventually you get the key. So yeah, uh-huh. how about at FCS Scout Sean? 
one of the worst picks in the draft, possibly in the team's history. Didn't take one snap in a game, barely earned a rep in camp. No idea how he got drafted. Worst pick in in uh, team history? I can think of at least, I don't know, I can think of Sen- Sen- uh, Senquez Golston. Oh, yeah. Second rounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lima Swede, who no one can forget, right? Mm-hmm. Alonzo Jackson. Yeah. Uh, you know, Craig Urbic, did he even play it down in Pittsburgh? Not in Pittsburgh. He ended up in, was it Buffalo, Buffalo or Denver? Yeah. So, I mean, come on. Is this any, is this anywhere on the radar as worst draft pick? I mean, it's, 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 as, I, I, as someone that lives in their fears, I can see when someone else is living in their emotions. And that's what's happening here when you say that the, the seventh round pick was one of the worst picks. I mean, the truth is, you know, you kind of can't make a bad pick in the seventh round because it's the seventh round. Like it's, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, there's one Tom Brady, one Antonio Brown, and they were and they're gone by then. So <laughs> they're already drafted. Right. They went in the sixth. Like Um, how about we'll go back to our own Fanta Skippy, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Benedict. There were two hundred and sixty two players drafted in the twenty twenty two draft. Twenty one picked after Chris Oladokun. Uh, if you're complaining about a bottom 22 draft pick, you're really desperate. Here's who was yes. drafted after Oladokun, mm-hmm. who might be able to argue, might be able to contribute. Andrew Stubert, who was an, a tackle from Michigan. Yeah. Rashid Walker, who was a tackle from Penn State. Uh, Jeffrey Gunter, who was an edge rusher from Coastal Carolina. That's a great name, Mr. Gunter. But um, <laughs> but yeah, and again, I, I, I haven't seen those guys in any game of import either, so I don't know if those might also be bust. But yeah, Jeffrey's absolutely right, though, but then you really are desperate. That is uh, that part cannot be stressed enough. I always thought the argument for Oladokun in the first place was to have someone on the practice squad. So when we need to practice against uh, Lamar Jackson types or, you know, the, the, the shifty quarterbacks, then we have someone to practice with. Well, what I had heard, and it, it makes a lot of sense to me, and I want to say it was from Matt Williamson, it, it made the most sense as to why you have to draft a quarterback in the seventh round with one of those two picks is that uh, there's no you would never have a good chance of signing a good camp arm. Because why would, if you were a kid coming out of school, why would you ever come to this team? The one that had got, drafted a guy in the first round and signed the guy, the biggest free agent signing of a quarterback other than maybe the Saints. This is the one place where you have no chance whatsoever. If you drafted a guy, at least he has to sit there through all of camp. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and the other and then the other guy is the best looking quarterback in the NFL. So. Right, exactly. Yeah, I got how yeah, do you compete yeah, against Mason that room? going around? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, you know, it wasn't just that. It wasn't just the seventh round cut that had everyone in shock. Mm-hmm. At by Josh Carney. Josh Carney. Jannard Avery was one of the best Steelers defenders on the field Saturday, both as a pass rusher and run defender. This makes no sense as to why he was cut. Well, where where is the logic? Where what what's happening? What's going on? The Steeler fans don't have the same insight as the Steeler brass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I I think sitting there watching the game with you, I want to say that by sometime through the second quarter, we realized that forty nine was Avery. I think you and I both made that determination together. It um I I mean, it's was I surprised to see his name cut. Yes, just because I, like everyone else who's reacting to this, had heard all of the other people in the media say, ah, this guy's the other name we've heard of. Surely he's the third best guy on this uh, outside linebacker on this team. 
Yeah, yeah, I, you know it. it yeah, it, all that we knew was that he was going to be a lock because we don't know who else there is, right? Right, so. right, right. It, um, I mean, it seemed like he was doing all right, but I also don't know. And I also, again, this is something I kind of think. It, 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 and I think this might get back to a bit of what we were talking about the quarterbacks too. Is that you know this Avery guy? You could see him during games. We don't know what he was like during practice. Yeah, and I think they yeah. take that very seriously. Maybe he was not. A, maybe he didn't buy into the system. Maybe he. Uh, I don't know. This is all speculating. We and we and you know we can't speculate and regulate. I'm sorry, I forgot. I can't regulate. I hope the biggest problem this team has is the fact that, that, that this outside linebacker, after having seen that offensive line, I hope this is the one thing that's uh, as bad as anything else. All right. Well, uh, you know, oh, gosh, it's time to make a comeback. The band is on the field. The band is on the... Okay, you know what the music means. Time to put... Let's. It's time for a two-minute drive, and we'll put 10 minutes on the clock. Um, got some odds and ends to get to at Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. Cam Hayward lands at number 42 on the NFL Top 100. Last year, he was 57. Uh, two years before that, 84, 88... Then in 2018, he was actually 48. Uh, mm. uh, how do you feel? Do you feel Cam is number 57 in the NFL? I, I hate these lists. But... I, I, I hate every part of this list. I, I, I think because, uh, you know, we're forced to talk about it. I am curious about whatever disastrous consequence happened to Cam in the 18-19 season for him to drop 40 spots. <laughs> and, uh, what a wretched season he must have had. But um, is it the players vote on this? Or I assume it's the, it's the producers and executives at the NFL Network that determine this, but yeah, this might be like that Rolling Stone top albums list where it's just some you know select group of editors. Who knows? Right? It's some secret cabal of uh, <laughs> of NFL insiders, quote unquote insiders. I think that the appropriate response to this list was from at Cam Hayward himself. Cam Hayward, thanks for putting me on the list, but this ain't it. Back to putting in the work that matters. Mm. You know, no one uh, no one talks about uh, Ben's NFL top one hundred career rankings yeah i i don't even think i bet you don't even get like a plaque for this like maybe you get like 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 a little like email picture badge or something i don't know what you get for being yeah you get, a, you get an nft i think or something <laughs> how about mm, man i don't even want to get into some of this i see that yeah uh, i was feeling fired up about this jay glazer story but now i don't even let's, I, I don't know hey jay glazer okay best thing story i've seen so far on my camp tour a little backstory mm-hmm. coach tomlin was driving in his car when he saw these kids fighting in the street tomlin pulls over and the kids in obvious shock at who stepped out of the car stopped fighting sounds uh-huh. like an all-time great tomlin story this would have been yes. the lead uh you know uh, maybe any other time yeah uh, it would have been an excellent hallmark movie yeah this was just adds to the legacy of coach Tomlin. Mm-hmm. but then when you hear from christy houston porter the ceo and founder of the jasmine nairi campus what a damn shame people will say anything to sell a story these young kids were rewarded with attending steelers training camp for being model students and outstanding <laughs> community members uh does it look like they're in the streets fighting to you you know what uh how did how did this get so confused? How did how did this happen? Uh, my as I told you the other day, my guess, and I have nothing to back this up on, is that this is confusing two stories. The Tomlin saw some kids fighting in the street and stopped them, and then also these kids came to training camp, and Jay Glazer, who's at camp 
one or two days, maybe a year, was like, oh, this must be the same kids. I mean, that that or that, that you know, that these kids, he saw some kids fighting in the street and they also happened to be a part of this group, which feels a little too uh, uh, procedural television to me anyway, <laughs> in terms of coincidence. So I'm going with my first story or, um, but yeah, because I mean, there's no reason for Jay Glazer to make this up totally on the spot. That's even weirder. And there's and the, the tweet is so detailed too. Like, right. you know, he pulls over the kids are in shock you right know? exactly it's just like one of them says coach tomlin yeah. yeah i don't get and then there was no real clarification no uh, and no one ever stepped in to be like hey this is what actually happened so i don't know i'm confused because if this is gonna if i'm gonna create the coach tomlin biopic in the future then i need to have this story in there but if it's not true i can't you know can't right exactly it. yeah then the, the, yeah you're certainly not going by jay glazer's testimony um, how about, you know, this isn't even, uh, this isn't even Steelers related, but mm-hmm. it happened during our game at around the NFL, around the NFL Jaguars wave Ryan Santoso have no kickers on roster. Uh, you know, we watched that game yes. and they, I, everyone wanted to talk about Kenny or George Pickens, but one star shone brighter and it was Santoso. Yeah. Santoso looked pretty impressive. Six, five, two fifty, a, a, a mustache that never quits. Oh man. It never stopped. And uh, now he's out there on the streets. I, 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 I can just see him kind of like, I hear the incredible Hulk music and he's kind of just, you know, <laughs> wandering to the next adventure. Um, the, the Steelers, you know, I, I, I feel bad if the Steelers cost him his job. I mean, it, it, he did miss a kick at some point during the game, right? I want to say I could be wrong about that, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a 30 yarder. I mean, it was like a real 50 something kick in that like weird marsh that they play in. I mean, just as I told you when I said it along and if any of you have seen the Santoso story, about him being released a picture that ran in the Associated Press was unlike any picture I've ever seen of any football player he's on the bench and he's smiling at you like this is his commercial headshot he's about to sell you like head and shoulders like special mustache edition you will never see a happier more almost smug picture of a player on an NFL sideline than the one the AP ran for Santoso cut by Jaguars Jags with no kicker it's like he knows that everything is going to work out right uh, in the end I haven't been half that confident for most of my life it's an incredible picture this is a product of your journey and your journey's not over yet we we salute you santoso that's right and uh you know and and we'll see you in your in your next in your next adventure (laughs) let's give the final word to at blitzberg joey uh clearly big ben needed some attention today Ben Roethlisberger's triumphant return to Steelers. He didn't come to camp, but he came okay. to practice. Right? Okay, what? yeah. Um, I mean, that seems like it'd be a lot. There's a lot less people around. I mean, you don't have to deal with thousands of fans. You don't oh. have to deal with, hey, it's Ben Roethlisberger, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it. Miami of Ohio. Instead, good point. Good point. Yeah, he just shows up. He gets to see everybody, and it's a lot, lot less folks on the south side. Uh, you know, there were people were commenting about who was getting the hug and who wasn't. It looked like uh, Deontay Johnson got the two-handed hug. It looked okay. like uh, Tomlin got the two-handed hug. Looks like Matt Canada got the just the, just the nice little chat. I well, know. I mean, for those of you that used to go to get to the games early, as you may remember, uh, during the pregame stretches, Roethlisberger during his during every game he played would go and uh, uh, literally meet every single player and shake their hands or hug them, and you could do the exact same thing then. Like you know, Cam would get the huge hug, Pouncey. Okay. We'll get the huge hug. The receivers, A, B, they have some elaborate dance. And then, like, you know, 
a lot of the defensive line would get a firm handshake. Oh, like, okay. let's have a nice day together. Like, it's nice to see you this Sunday afternoon. Thanks for coming to work. Yeah. It, uh, um, you know, there was this, this kind of went under the radar. I don't know if anyone's talking about it, but they asked Tomlin if Ben still had some zip. Mm. And they, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> right. Right. But. Some someone from the media gets a shot in at mm-hmm. Ben here. Let, let's see. Let's see if we can uh, hear what happened here. Does he have any zip on the arm left? Man, I don't know. I don't know if I saw him pick up a ball, let alone throw one. Anyone else? He was throwing short. Oh, great! Wait, did you hear that? Okay, someone says he would just throw it short. See if you can hear this. Anyone else? He was throwing short. Do you hear that? He was throwing short. Who who is this media member throwing shade <laughs> on Ben? He would just throw it short. I we I don't we we tried to figure We've it out. Been, we yeah, we sat here for what 10, 15 minutes before we started recording, trying to parse that out. I mean, as as I told you, it's it's a man uh, with a, certainly a deeper, more gravelly, perhaps guttural voice. I mean, my first thoughts were, could it be someone like a Mike Persuader or like a Mark Caballi? Because it's not dissimilar to their voices from what I've heard through Steelers media. But I don't believe it's them. It doesn't sound exactly like them. So I don't. Think it's either of them. Uh, uh, perhaps the listeners could help us, Kyle. Yeah, you know, I I want to know who is throwing shade on my quarterback. Okay, I've trained myself to hate it. I hate it. Okay, no, after the fact, after all he's done, oh, he'd have just thrown it short. Okay, I don't know. I need uh, I need someone to get to the bottom of this, please. So if you take a listen, you might, you might have to go back to YouTube well, and find. Well, remember, tell them how Tomlin responded, which was appropriate too. Yeah, well, he just ignored. He didn't acknowledge it at all. Right. He ignored it. He wasn't. He didn't smile. He didn't laugh. There's nothing funny about that offense last year that took us to the playoffs. Playoffs? That's right. And don't hey, and, and, and we might need more of it this season. Indeed. We might need that same Ben Twilight offense. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ben Twilight. Yeah. That's what we've been talking about. That hey, that yes. is that is what we've been talking about. Um you know, you can follow me on Twitter if you want to keep talking about it. I'm <laughs> I'm at Kyle Christ. Uh, Greg, where are you on uh, social media? Twitter and Instagram, Greg Benevent, B as in boy, E-N-E, B as in Victor, E-N-T. I will. I'll answer any tweet. If you're a hater, I'll answer. Uh, yeah, Kyle really does. And, uh, I don't really, uh, I don't have, I don't think I have fans. <laughs> so... I don't, I don't, or haters. I think they're just kind of indifferent, indifferenters. That's right. There's, there's Swifties for Taylor Swift, and there's indifferenters yeah, the, for us. The wall of indifference. Like well, yeah, the, the honor of indifference. <laughs> we all bear a little responsibility to make sure that we elevate this floor. Yeah, it's time mm-hmm. to elevate this platform. Yeah. Uh, Behind the Steel Curtain is coming at you with podcasts. All day, every day, a nonstop. Uh, three Relentless. at least, you know, three a day. There's like I think there's 25 a week. That's more wow. than three a day. So maybe, yeah. so maybe there's not three a day. I don't know. I, I forget. Yeah. But you it's know, still seven days in a week. Yeah. We're putting a lot of work into this content. Mm-hmm. You know, we need you. We need your help. We didn't get any reviews Aww. this week, so of course the algorithm pushes us down. Oh, jeez. Uh, you know, and so no one knows about all this great content. Just you know, nonstop. no one knows that someone's out there throwing shade on Big Ben. Right. Uh, uh, and so we need your help. Uh, I don't know what, you know, uh, write a review. Uh, we've been telling you that, but maybe just some word of mouth buzz yeah. even. Like, hey, you're a Steeler fan? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all about 
you know, behind the steel curtain on the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Didn't that one guy say, like, bothers his whole office with it or something? Didn't someone say that? Oh, I got to send him the MP3 so that he yeah. can bug his office. Yeah. If, if you want the if you want one of the songs that we play here, I'll hit me up uh, on Twitter. I'll send you that in exchange for your email or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, check out all the behind the steel curtain Indeed. shows. Please do. Uh, I was listening to what earlier today was Stat Geek with mm. Dave Schofield, and you know he was he was telling us from the start that uh, Gennard Avery was not coming back with the Steelers. Some people were like, "Oh, they're gonna wait for the fifty-three cuts and bring him back." Uh, Stat Geek knew that wasn't gonna happen, so wow. go back and listen to that this morning mm-hmm. uh, if you if you if you didn't already do it. I'm guessing if you heard us, you heard him. I, Probably. You know? Man, we always gonna show respect to the other men that we work alongside, man. So uh, you know, keep enjoying behindthesteelcurtain.com for twenty-four hour Steelers content. All right, until next week, listen to what Coach says. Be the best selves. That's gonna be required. Stay in school. <laughs>